0: Well, we are almost through the series on planning your life God's way, and it's been a helpful little book, and tonight we are on chapter 11, advice for seeking advice. All right, a little play on words there. Way to go, Dr. Berry. Uh, So we'll be in Proverbs quite a bit, and we'll bounce around a little bit tonight, but I hope that this uh, will be of help, and uh, I hope the whole series has been help to you we don't need to do it our way the bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the ends thereof are the ways of death we are good at destruction we're good at messing things up especially our lives Uh, we need his life his plan his direction and so we have been working through uh, these chapters in in uh, this book on Wednesday nights and uh, chapter 11 in the book seeking i uh, sorry advice for seeking advice we'll start off with proverbs 12 verse 15 <clears throat> excuse me the way of the fool is right in his own eyes but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise again the way of the fool is right in his own eyes but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise now, lord i pray that you would help uh, us tonight as we Try to to glean from your word uh, the truth, Lord, that that we need to to just be able to live for you and glorify you with our lives. I pray that you'd help us now as we make these applications. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you know the name William Wilberforce, what do you associate with that name? Somebody call it out. Abolition, slavery, yep. He was greatly used uh, to to help in the uh, abolitionist movement. And uh, there was a time when he felt that maybe he should go into the ministry. Uh, He he loved the Lord. He wanted to serve God, wanted to honor God with his life. And so he thought, what better way to serve the Lord but to go into the ministry full-time and be a preacher? And so he actually went and sought out John Newton. Uh, He's the guy who... I penned the words to Amazing Grace, and has a great testimony. But he went and got some counsel. He got some advice. <clears throat> and John Newton wisely counseled him against going into the ministry, stating, It's hoped and believed that the Lord has raised you up for the good of the nation. And I believe John Newton wisely recognized that there were things that God had put together in William Wilberforce's life that were obviously divine obviously orchestrated by the Lord and he had put him here in politics for such a time as this and many a preacher would have said praise the Lord you go preach the word but you know it's not just everyone's supposed to preach uh, uh, we're all supposed to preach the gospel we all need to get the, uh, the good good news out but not everyone's supposed to stand behind a pulpit others have other other missions and John Newton wisely counseled him that he said, hey, I believe God's got something different for you, and you need to do it. And so he prayed about that, and in the book it goes into a little more detail, but he found that his mission was this. He said, God Almighty has set before me two great objects, the suppression of the slave trade and the reformation of manners. And he overcame incredible opposition in Parliament and, and was able to see some real breakthroughs there. Uh, John Newton gave wise counsel. And I would say William Wilber- Wilberforce sought wise counsel, Godly counsel. and this is what we should do as well as we are seeking uh, for God to direct us. A couple of more verses here, Proverbs 11:14, "Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety." Did you catch that? Where no counsel is, the people what? Fall. You know, we don't like to admit it, but we do need each other. And we don't like to admit it, but we do sometimes need help. And sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes we lose perspective. And we just need someone else who can give us a verse that we can't remember, see something that we can't see, and help to guide us in the right direction. Back to Proverbs 12, 5, where we began, the thoughts of the righteous are right. I think this is the right verse. Uh, Okay, yes, all right. 12, 5, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. So we want to make sure we are going to the the righteous, not the wicked, all right? Because the wicked will counsel as well, but it's going to be deceitful. It's not going to be the the uh, thoughts of righteousness. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counsel counselors they are established. Proverbs 19, verse 20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. I enjoy listening to podcasts now and then. I don't like just listening to chatter. I don't need chatter. I have enough chatter in my life. I've got five kids. Uh, I, I like to listen to people who will make me think about something and, and help me get an insight. And uh, there was one podcast I was listening to, and it was several guys who were all talking, and they were all talking about another fellow and, and uh, talking about how, how much wisdom he had, and oh man, I thought, oh, I'm gonna go check this guy out. And so I checked out his, his, uh, his podcast, and I, I, I wanted to see why they were raving about him, and I just scrolled through to see what does he do. You know what he does on his podcast? He interviews people, and he asks them questions for two hours at a time. That's all he does. That's pretty much all he does. And I thought, now, that, it doesn't surprise me that these guys thought he was smart. If he, and he probably is smart, well, where do he get his smarts? He is, he is sitting at the feet of others. And so what I'm trying to say is even the wisest people still have to listen. Even the, the most smart individuals, why are they smart? If they're smart. Okay. And that's, I guess, debatable, but if they're smart at all, it's because they have learned how to listen and how to receive instruction. Uh, it, it just surprised me when I when I, I went to to see this this podcast and I found this guy wasn't just telling everybody how smart he was or whatever. He, he just he's asking a lot of questions. He, he is a question asker. Without uh, what does the Bible say? Hear counsel, receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. People who don't hear counsel and cannot receive instruction will uh, will just shortchange themselves. Uh, Proverbs twenty four verse six. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Hey, don't go to war without wise counsel. And if you're going to get counsel, uh, go get several people. There's safety in getting uh, some numbers. Just make sure that they're godly, and we'll get into that. And then last one, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning, And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Isn't that interesting? A wise man will hear. He'll then increase in what he knows. And then he'll ultimately attain to wise counsels uh, himself. So we'll just see a couple of things here. First of all, uh, last week we talked about this as well. Open doors was the subject last week. And uh, the first point last week was open doors can be both good and bad and tonight is very simple similar counsel can be both good or bad all right there's good counsel and there's bad counsel and we saw that there in the book of proverbs as well all right uh there are there's a couple I'll, I'll, i'll give you some examples of and that is first of all ahithophel ahithophel was known to be a wise man in fact it is said that he was the wisest counselor living at David's time, King David. Uh, it's also, it also was said in 2 Samuel 16.23 that his counsel was such that it was like inquiring at the very mouth of God. That was the idea uh, of his counsel. And he was greatly used in David's ministry, but unfortunately, nobody is infallible and anybody can fall and make bad decisions. and the wise this wise counselor Ahithophel made a bad decision and decided to turn his back on David and and be a traitor. And King David, of course you remember that story, Absalom and and, and David um, David has to flee from his son. Ahithophel stays with Absalom and gives advice to Absalom, which is actually good advice. Now, depending on perspective if you're Absalom trying to beat your dad this was good advice it was going to work it was good advice that was bad does that make sense okay uh and and god overthrew that uh god overthrew and 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 confounded his counsel and ahithophel's end is a very very sad one so it's interesting if you don't have discernment you go to ahithophel because of uh, you know he's always been a good counselor and counseled david and you know, it's like the, the oracle of God. Uh, I'm going to go talk to this guy. No, you, you better stay in tune with where people are and what they're doing, what direction they're going, who are their uh, associates, and what are the decisions that they're making and so forth. Because Ahithophel, uh, he was one who had, who had turned away from the Lord. And now this powerful counselor was really counseling against what was right. So we need discernment when we go to find counsel. And uh, maybe he was a really good counselor in the 90s. That was a long time ago. Uh, Where's this guy at today? Uh, Rehoboam's another one who got counsel. <clears throat> and I would say he received both good counsel and bad counsel. But he went with the bad counsel. He had access to all of his father's counselors, but he wanted to be his own man. He wanted to impress uh, his his. his, his con- His contemporaries, and he threw off the yoke of the old men. Went with the young men and blew up his kingdom. No sooner had he gotten a hold of it than it was divided. All right, so good counsel and bad counsel. Uh, Jehoiada the the priest—that's another one we got here to look at. He was the one who rescued Joash as a little baby, and and Joash became the king. Uh, Athaliah was killing all. everybody, basically. Uh, Can you imagine having a grandmother like that? Grandmother wants to be queen, so she kills all her grandkids. It's just so sick. Uh, That's who she was. Athaliah was this murderous old woman who who would rather be on a throne all alone than have any of her kids that could threaten her. Well, she missed Joash, and Jehoiada the the priest raises him And then he counsels him to do right. He, of course, overthrows Athaliah. And he assumes the throne and Joash is a righteous king. For as long as what? As long as Jehoiada lived. And then it is a sad ending. He goes astray. As soon as Jehoiada dies, his counselor, he goes astray. A couple things we can learn from that. Did he have good counsel or bad counsel? I would say good counsel. That's what the Bible says. He had good counsel, but perhaps he depended too much on his counselor, and perhaps uh, his counselor did not sufficiently teach him how to stand on his own two feet and, and how to work through things biblically. I'm not, throwing it, I'm not trying to throw Jehoiada, the priest, under the bus. But I think about it with my kids. I don't want my kids to just be so dependent upon me that if I die tomorrow, all my kids don't know how to pray, don't know how to read the Bible, don't know how to have peace from the Lord. We need to be counseling people in a way that leads them to God and shows them how to get counsel from the Lord. And so that can be a thing that happens. We can become dependent upon counselors to our own detriment. We've got to be careful about that. So you can see here, it's not just go get counsel. Everything will be fine. Now, there are things that we need to, to, dynamics we need to be aware of even while we get counsel. Uh, and one more here. The counselors in the book of Ezra, Ezra 4 4 says, the, Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So they hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. And ultimately, did it work? Yes, the the purpose was frustrated and the work ceased for some years. Bottom line, counsel can be good and bad. We need discernment. We can't just check our brain at the door. We have to think things through, study things out, and learn how to get in the Word of God and compare Scripture, counsel with Scripture. Uh, what did the Bible say about the Bereans? They were more, more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the Scriptures daily to see what? To see whether those things were so. We need to be people of the Word and get counsel but be people of the Word. All right, uh, we'll look at some Bible examples here next of those who did and those who did not listen to advice. <clears throat> a quote from dr barry here he who can take advice is sometimes superior than him, to to him who can give it all right if you can take advice sometimes that makes you superior to the one who can give anyone can give advice that's easy but can you take it well david took it in first samuel 25 33 it says and he blessed and he said blessed be Thy advice, and blessed be thou which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with my own hand. Do you remember what story that is? We just jumped into who's the one who gave him the advice. Her name is Abigail, and she was the wife of Nabal, and Nabal had made David very, very angry, so angry that he said, get your swords, we are going to shed blood tonight. And they got on their horses to gallop over there to Nabal, and they weren't just going to kill Nabal. They were going to kill all the men who worked for him. This was going to be a blight on David and David's future ministry. This was going to be terrible, a terrible, terrible decision that he had made. And he comes to Abigail, and Abigail gives counsel. And it is wise counsel, and it's godly counsel. And she says, you're above this. Uh, don't don't stoop to this she says nabal is his name and so is he and what did nabal mean nabal meant fool she said fool is his name and so is he why do you want to stoop to this guy and he says blessed be thy advice there's one who listened to good counsel and we don't know what would have happened had he not listened it wouldn't have been good. And I, I think it would have marred his ministry. Who knows? Maybe uh, t- turned it to the left altogether. All, all but it, it would not have been a good thing at all. So he listens and he was spared. Uh, how about King Ahab <clears throat> in First Kings 22? 20, in fact, find your way over to First Kings 22. I didn't put the, the, all the verses on the screen. Um, but First Kings 22 is, is such an interesting passage. He and Jehoshaphat are coming together to go fight in Ramoth-Gilead. Um, and Jehoshaphat, of course, is the king of Judah, and King Ahab is the king of Israel. And Ahab is a wicked man, and Israel is wicked. And Jehoshaphat is a God-fearing man, and he has gotten uh, the, the, Judah to, to go a good direction. What is he doing coming in with Ahab? Well, Jehoshaphat was a bit of a compromiser and was trying to make peace. And hey, my son and your daughter can get together and this will be great and we'll be friends. And it it did not work out good for Jehoshaphat. It didn't work out good for Jehoshaphat's son. Uh, It was a bad deal. We don't need to compromise with the devil to to make the devil less mean. It doesn't work that way. Well, so he's coming here and we pick it up where uh, Jehoshaphat uh, says, inquire, verse five, I pray thee at the word of the Lord today. So he gathers all of his prophets around, and, and he, he asks them, Shall I go to battle? And they say, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver into the hand of thy king. Somehow it doesn't ring true to Jehoshaphat. All these prophets singing in unison the song and dance that Ahab wants them to sing. And you better do it, or you know he could kill you. Jehoshaphat says... Is there, is there one more guy? Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire? And what does he say? He says, well, there is one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla. But he says, but I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. I can just see him crossing his arms and pouting. And Jehoshaphat says, no, let not the king say so. And so he says, all right, bring him in. Call Micaiah, the son of Imlah. And so, here comes Micaiah, the son of Imla, and of course, uh, first of all, he comes in on the scene, and Zedekiah, the son of Chaniah, has these horns of iron, and he's making this big scene, and he, and he says prophetically, with these, iron, with these horns of iron, you will drive them out, and making this big, huge show, and ooh, he has a word from the Lord. Well, Micaiah sees through this and says, no, that was not a word from God, that, that was a lying spirit. And that didn't go over very well. They have a little altercation. Uh, <clears throat> but he says, <clears throat> behold, verse 13, now the words of the prophets declare, uh, declare good unto the king with one mouth. You see this? Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good. And he, and he says, as the Lord liveth, I'll speak what the Lord tells me to speak. All right? So he came, <clears throat> shall we go or shall we forbear? And he says, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Uh, if you wanted to see sarcasm in the Bible, you just found it. There is a little bit of humor, and this is humorous. He is not, he, he, he's, he's, he's playing with them here and you see that in the next in the next verse now we can't see his face or his gestures or whatever but whatever we're missing ahab didn't miss it because look at the next the next verse and the king said how many times shall i adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the lord so he knew he was he was being sarcastic go and prosper the lord will be with you now you cut it out you tell me only what god's telling you to say okay okay I will. Verse seventeen. I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did not I tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? And then he gets mad at him. And of course, this is where uh, he talks about the lying spirit. And and he tells us that there's a lying spirit came in the mouth of these prophets. Uh, and he says, this is not the word of the Lord. So Zedekiah comes over and, and smites him. Ultimately, Zedekiah pays for that. <clears throat> um, and then where does he end up? Verse 29, uh, let's see. Well, he he throws him into jail. Yeah, verse 27. uh, Thus saith the king, put this fellow in the prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with the water of of affliction until I come in peace. And Micaiah said, if thou return at all in peace, the Lord hath not spoken by me. And he said, hearken, O people, every one of you. All right. Did Ahab get counsel? Sure. Absolutely. He got lots of counsel. He got counsel from the guys who were in his employ. All the prophets paid to do exactly what he wants them to do. And then he got counsel from the guy that was the burr under his saddle. And boy, it's frustrating when you've got one guy who just won't play ball. I mean, everybody else is trained and this guy here, what is wrong with him? And I love how he set it up too. He says, now listen, all of the prophets have spoken good to me. You need to do this too. You ever been in a situation like that where you're just being so obviously led? I hate that. But he, he has the gumption to say, I'm going to speak what God tells me to speak. And he does. A couple things I want to mention about this. <clears throat> First of all, here's a guy who's listening to advice. And if it, let's assume Ahab was trying to plan his life God's way, which I don't think he was. Let's assume he was. And he has the checklist from Dr. Barry himself straight out of the book, you know. And, and he's going through the checklist and he comes to the one, seek godly counsel. Oh, got it. He, I mean, he, 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 check, he checks off all of the boxes and everything's good. I even have a godly ally, Jehoshaphat. Check. Multitude of counselors, there's safety. But let's go deeper. What about his heart? Truth is, Ahab had already made up his mind about what he wanted to do before any advice was ever asked for. That's a problem. You and I, if we're going to plan our life God's way and if we're going to uh, seek godly counsel, we really need to pray ahead of time and say, okay, Lord, I'm going in to see so-and-so. Now, Lord, would you empty my heart and head of what I want? Because we're all human, right? (laughs) Right? we have something that we want not 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 always sometimes you're getting counsel and you are totally lost you don't have a heart one way or the other but sometimes we do we start to get a little bit of a of a desire for it to go this way and we need to pray before we go into counsel and just say lord Help me to get some clear perspective from this individual. May this counselor have your mind and show me your word. And I want to hear it with both ears. We need to go in surrendered. Ahab had already made up his mind. I don't mean go in surrendered to the council. That's not what I mean. I mean go in surrendered to the Lord. That way you can have an open mind, an open ear to receive the counsel. So he asked counsel of those who wanted to please him. That's also a problem. <clears throat> have you ever done that? well, I wonder if this is God's will. Well, I know, I'll just ask Bob, Susie, Bill, Jane, and Steve, who all are my best friends, and some of them owe me money, and you know, I know that they will tell me exactly what I want them to say, and well, what do you know? And the multitude of counselors, they, they all said what I want them to say. This, it, where all you're doing is playing a game. You're playing a game where you lose if you do this. And let's be honest, every one of us have done this at, once, or at least once in our life where we went to go see counsel, we'd already made up our minds. Be honest. You, someone said, well, 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 you need to have the multitude of counselors. So you called just the ones who would tell you what you wanted to hear. Yeah, You've probably done it. I have. Maybe I'm the only one in here. I don't know. Uh, and we're, we're just playing a game if this is what we're doing. And you're the one who's going to be hurt. And maybe your family. He did not ask counsel of Micaiah because of What? He doesn't tell me what I want to hear. Now, why did I do it like that? Because that's about the maturity level. That's it. I I, I mean, he doesn't like me. He hates me. I think it's amazing how, today especially, if you don't agree with me, you hate me. How could you be like that? How could you say something that doesn't agree with me? I thought you loved me. I thought you were my friend. And you don't want to agree with me? This is the culture in which we live. And then, what you, now, if you don't know what to do after that, let me tell you what you do. Then you go to Facebook and you pout to Facebook and say, oh, I went to talk to some friends and they told me this and this and this that I didn't want to hear. And oh, somebody please cry on my shoulder. And all the comments come, oh, you just stay away from those negative haters. Cut them out of your life. They don't love you. They don't need you. This person's in Australia. I haven't talked to them in years but there they are. Get the cancer out of your life, and blah, 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 blah. And we are doing the same thing that Ahab did. I don't like Micaiah, because he doesn't tell me what I want to hear. So Micaiah, knowing that he's not getting an honest question, just plays along. You're playing games? I'll play games too. Go, go and prosper and let the Lord be with you. I'm going back to bed. This is ridiculous, waste of time. Uh, Of course, that didn't happen. He went to jail. Uh, You know, here's what you need to recognize here, folks. There's a lot of lessons we can learn from this. And the, the lesson from this is if you go to counsel, godly counsel, and assuming that that godly counselor does walk with God and does have some discernment, Did you know that they can also probably discern this guy's playing games. They don't want to hear anything from the Word of God. And this is over before it started. Hey, you know what? You know, it sounds like you got some good plans. Well, God bless. Have fun with that. Oh, you want to pray about it? Yep. let's pray. Lord bless them. Amen. Okay, you know, forget that because it's a waste of my time and a waste of your time. I may have done that, a time or two, I'm human too. You know, sometimes you can. You have an appointment. It's 4:30. It's been a long day. I know dinner is at home. My wife and kids. You want to talk? Oh, you know, you don't want to. Okay, you already have it all figured out. Okay, well, hey, go and prosper. The Lord be with you. Let's pray. I'm going to go eat. <laughs> okay, I hope that works out for you. Uh, but come back when you really want When you really want counsel. But that's exactly what he does here. He's not going to mess with this. Why is he going to fight the king? He's not trying to stir up trouble. He knows that you've come for no counsel. You have come for a stamp of approval, a spiritual rubber stamp. Now, Ahab does not like this sarcastic remark, demands the truth, and so the truth is given. And that promptly lands him in prison. Because, of course, remember the rule. Anyone who disagrees with me is a terrible person, they're mean, and they should go to prison. That is the... Just kidding! Sarcasm! Okay. No. But that is, that's what, that's how some people think today, especially. If you disagree with me, you're a terrible person. You're mean. You hate me. And, yeah, you should be locked up. And that's where he goes. Ahab had a head start on 2021. I mean, this guy was ahead of his time. He didn't even have Facebook. <clears throat> All right. So Ahab secretly believes, though. This is interesting. Ahab secretly, in his heart of hearts, believes Micaiah's counsel. This is what is so ironic about this. Because he calls him a, He calls Jehoshaphat aside, and he says, uh, okay, where'd it go? Chapter 22, 22. Oh yeah, verse 30. The king of Israel says Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle and put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. So the king of Israel is undercover. Jehoshaphat, though, has on his kingly robes and the bad guys are going to come after him thinking he's Ahab. Why would you do that? There's only one reason you would do that. Because the prophecy came out that said... I see all of the people scattered as sheep with no shepherd because their master is dead. Who is that? That's Ahab. He believed the counsel. Unbelievable. And yet, to save face in front of all of the people with his pomp and circumstance, take him and put him in the prison, with water of affliction and bread of affliction until I come in peace you won't come in peace pal well prison pardon me while i change my clothes hey joshua come here let's do this little thing and out they go and the truth is he did believe it you know what i can relate to that one too i wonder if you can have you ever argued with counsel and maybe even gotten your way i did this with my parents you argue with mom and you argue with Dad maybe you even have learned how to pit mom against Dad. yep kids figure those out, those out as well. You're playing every angle maybe even get Grandma in there whatever you got to do to just get this thing going and then finally yes I got my way. I wore mom down and you walk away going she's probably right <laughs> but, but I don't want her to be right and I, 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 I think I can still make this work. He successfully demonstrates that you cannot manipulate and finagle things in order to turn bad counsel into good or in order to avoid the negative consequences that the bad counsel predicted. I know I'm guilty there, too. I know I have walked out and said, okay, all right, that's not what I wanted to hear, but I want to do what I want to do. So... We're gonna figure this thing out i'll disguise myself we'll switch we'll do the you know and we make an ahab plan and the truth of the matter is at the end of this story there is a laser guided not missile laser guided arrow that a guy drew the bible says a man drew a bow at a venture in other words he's like oh it's bored i'm bored i have one last arrow what should i do shoot it okay whoa Let's go. I think I got somebody. And off he goes. And who is it? It's the king. And and that's the end of Ahab. And poor Micaiah, boy, what, what a what a price he paid for just simply standing for the truth. And can I just say there, I've been on both sides of that one. I have been angry at people who told me the truth and done the whole Ahab thing in my own way. I don't like you, you're mean. Bread of affliction and water of affliction in the prison for you. I've been on that side, but I've also been on the receiving side. You love somebody, you care about them, and you say, hey, here's what God's Word says, and here's the truth. And next thing you know, you find yourself in prison. Water of affliction, bread of affliction, saying, how in the world did I get here? All I did is try to help. And it's, it's, uh, it, it, this is what happens when you have individuals who really don't want the advice a double a double-minded man the bible says is unstable in all of his ways so king ahab is an example of someone who got advice but did not listen another one here book of jeremiah has an incredible story <clears throat> first of all you've got uh gedaliah who did not listen to the counsel of uh, was it johannan i believe it was And Johanan says, you're going to die. There's a a guy going to assassinate you. He says, no, no, I know that guy. No, it's going to be fine. Uh, No, you should have listened to this fella. He had some good counsel, and it came true. He got killed. Gedaliah gets killed. This was a very tumultuous time. Jeremiah is ministering at the, basically, sorry, as, 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 as the toilet is being flushed, if you will, on on Jerusalem, Jeremiah's ministry was at the very, very bottom of the gurgle, all right? I mean, the Jews are going down, and that's Jeremiah's ministry. What a time to minister. I wouldn't have wanted to minister when when Jeremiah was ministering because it's like it's over. It's over, Jeremiah, and and Jeremiah was there basically as they're being taken into Babylon. Ah, so Jeremiah is trying to counsel these people, and they are going, what's going on? I mean, Gedaliah got killed, and he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, and all of these folks are survivors of the Babylonian devastation. There's already been some people deported, and, and they're going, we're in trouble. What, what do we do? And, and they're very humble, and they come to Jeremiah, and they say in, a, in Jeremiah 42, they, they, in verse 5 and 6, they commit to obey whatever God says to them through Jeremiah. Anybody familiar with this story in Jeremiah? Have you you read this, following along with this? I know I'm going to a lot of stories here. I'm I'm assuming some of you have, have read this. But they come to him and they're desperate and they say, we will do whatever God tells us to do. That's chapter 42. Now, what they were asking counsel of was this. Should we stay here in Jerusalem or hightail it to Egypt. And of course they know there's no way we're staying in Jerusalem. Are you kidding? The guy that was left in charge just got assassinated. Nebuchadnezzar already took out all of our people. He's coming for our heads. We can't stay here. No one in his right mind would counsel stay here. So it's safe to get counsel. Because we know there's only one outcome. (laughs) Isn't it great to go great counsel when there's only one thing that can be said? Except God had different plans. And God says through Jeremiah, you're going to stay put right here. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to Egypt. They did not see that coming. That's why they were able to say in, in chapter 42, we will do whatever God tells us to do through you because he can only tell us one thing. It's a thing we already want to do. Yes, I love it when it works out like that. Except it didn't work out like that. Jeremiah says, you're staying here. And what do they do in chapter 43, 1 through 4? They call him a liar. They denounce him as a prophet. They basically say, "You're you're a wicked imposter. You... Call yourself a prophet, and you're going to tell us what God is telling us to do. You're going to kill our families and kill our kids. And what? who do you think you are? This isn't God. God would never say what you said. We're going to Egypt. Now, that was chapter 43. Chapter 42 is where they committed to do whatever God said through Jeremiah. What had happened in chapter 41? Well, that's interesting. In chapter 41, verse 17, it says, And they departed and dwelt in in the habitation of Chimham, which is by Bethlehem, to go to enter into Egypt. Chapter 41, they were already going to Egypt, but they needed a blessing. And this, I I tell you, this, this is wearisome i've got it all figured out i know exactly what i'm going to do and i'm doing it but we really do need the blessing of god let's go get counsel counsel what they're going for in this situation is not counsel it is a rubber stamp of approval they already have their bags packed. They're headed to Egypt, and they, have, they think they've got it all figured. Jeremiah can't say no. God would never tell them to stay. This is going to work. And when Jeremiah says something different, they lose their minds. And ultimately, they lose more than that. They lose everything. And it's over for the Jews They get taken, all of them captive. And and we've been looking on Sunday mornings on the other side of that captivity when the Lord brought them back. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to get counsel about something that you've already decided, in fact, you're already in route? Again, it's, it's, uh, it's just a spiritual salve you're just trying to salve your conscience. And honestly, uh, all it will do, I would say don't even do it. If you've already decided what you're going to do, you're already doing what you're going to do, and now you're going to go get approval from the pastor or approval from blessing from mom and dad. I've heard of this so many times. I heard of a, a, a parent, a couple of parents, uh, and, and the son comes and introduces uh, his bride-to-be and says, what do you think, mom and dad? And they say, um, what kind of an answer do you want? An honest one, or do you just want us to go with the program? Because you've already, <laughs> you've already done your own thing. Like, what are we supposed to do? And in one situation, I remember a person says, I want your blessing. Oh, okay, so you just come waltzing in here, you know, everything's already done, everything's already set, and I want your blessing. Uh, okay, we'll pull out a Micaiah. Go, prosper, have lots of kids and live happily ever after. I mean, what can you do in that situation? And you know what happens? If you do that, when it it all falls apart, you'll be doubly hurt because you'll say, I had the blessing of my parents, I had the blessing of my pastor, and I had the blessing of God. I mean, I asked God. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And I asked my pastor, eh, what could he do? What position did you put him in? So just quickly here as we finish. Bible guidelines, biblical guidelines for, for genuine counsel seekers. So circle the word genuine. Biblical guidelines for genuine counsel seekers. First of all, seek godly counsel with the honest attention, intention of heeding it. I'm not saying that if you come to your pastor for counsel, that your pastor is infallible, and you go to his, if you go to his office, you have to already determine before you go in the door, I will do whatever he says, uh, like they did with Jeremiah. I'm not Jeremiah, I'm not a prophet, and I'm not infallible, and I wouldn't want you to make that decision. But I would say this, you should go into counsel wanting to hear, wanting to follow the Lord, wanting to obey the Word, wanting to hear from God and heed That's a good way to enter into any situation. But remember, the the word godly is up there. So if, if you have found godly counsel, you should be able to heed it. If you're having to be all guarded, is this guy godly? Is this guy godly? Maybe you're just seeking the wrong counsel, all right? So have the right approach going in. Secondly, approach more than just one counselor. The multitude of counselors, there is safety. Make sure these are counselors that are walking with God. And and that's the next one. Prioritize uh, older, wiser advisors with a reputation for being good counselors. Uh, Hey, there's wisdom in years and experience as a great teacher and a ruthless teacher sometimes. And you, you go to your parents, go to your grandparents. What did Moses do with Jethro? Oh, you can't listen to Jethro, He's so new to the Lord. I mean, Moses is a spiritual giant compared to Jethro. That may be, but Jethro has been on this earth longer than Moses, and Jethro gave him some advice that saved his neck. Do you remember that story? He went to his father-in-law. I could never go to my father-in-law, someone says. I I go to my father-in-law all the time. Uh, Hey, they're older, wiser, more experienced. Humble yourself and go ask somebody not just somebody. Ask the person. Um, and, and of course, uh, some, some of these counselors could be an author. Maybe you can't get to them, but you can read a, a book in the, uh, in, in the vein that you're praying about. Online sermons uh, or whatever. Study, research. We have so much at our disposal. Just make sure that you are seeking good counsel. Uh, then listen to those who have your best interests at heart, who also know you, and or preferably your situation as well this is huge i have you probably have too i have gotten counsel from individuals who did not have my best interest at heart and that is tough you know they have an ulterior motive you know they have skin in this game <laughs> you know they have uh conflicts of interests or whatever um that's not a good situation to be in. But, but if you recognize that you're in that situation, then paint that counsel into that corner because that's where that counsel's coming from. And, 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 and weight it accordingly. Um, like if someone came to me and said, hey, I've got an opportunity to, to move closer to my parents. And I just said, Oh, I can't lose you in the church. We got to have you. Oh, you're so wonderful and your ministry and this and this and this and this. I do not think you should go. It's kind of obvious I have my own agenda there. I want you to stay in this church to do whatever you're doing, and I just can't bear to part with you. Um, I try not to do that. I I try to, I, I ask the Lord to help me to just help this person to find what are you doing in their life. But if someone does have counsel that is obviously skewed, toward their intentions, they don't know you very well or not looking at your interests, that should be weighted. Uh, Number five, heed those committed to declaring God's word to you whether you like it or not. This is huge. If they dared, if they had the guts to give you some scriptures that were going to cut right against the grain, you're going to stomp out of there and go pout to your mom or go pout to your friend and, and they didn't tell me what I wanted. They had the guts to tell you the word of God. Now, hopefully they were nice about it, but you know what? Even if they weren't, people are people and, and human, humans cannot, not, don't always do things tactfully. If it's the word of God and they had the guts to, to give it to you, praise the Lord for that. Pray about that. Take that. And, and be humble and say, hey, you know what? At least I know this person's going to tell me what God's word says. At least I know that this person's going to shoot straight. Well, I tell you, I like people in my life that shoot straight. And I like people in my life that will tell me the word of God even when I don't want to hear it. That's a, that is a friend and an ally right there. Number six, not all counsel to avoid danger or discomfort is necessarily God's will. Not all counsel to avoid danger or discomfort is necessarily God's will. Sometimes you'll get counsel from counselors who basically, oh, you can't do that. It's too dangerous. Can't go to the mission field. Your kids might get sick. You can't do this, can't do that. Oh, you can't move. You'll be too far from grandma and grandma. Uh, That's why we're moving. No, uh, hopefully not. But so much can be about discomfort or, or danger when the Lord can protect you through all of that. The most comfortable, satisfying, safe place to be is in the center of God's will. Again, as I mentioned last week, I I know this is, in a sense, a little bit hard for me to preach because I am like, I'm the pastor, which makes me like the, the chief counselor here, right? So I'm not trying to tell everybody, uh, come to me before you do anything around here. No. Uh, but as we're seeking advice, you know, it makes sense to, to check with your pastor and and pray. I know that uh, pray together and seek the Lord. I don't have all the answers, but I, I would be committed to helping anyone in this church uh, together. We work together to pray together to find the answers that God has for us, uh, and it is exciting to see when advice lines up. That is, that is powerful. It's great to, to go to the counselors that God has in, in your life, and you begin to see things come together, and uh, it's part of growing. As we, as, we, as we go through this process, we get stretched, we get helped, and we get to know uh, God's will for our lives.